so good to be back here on TSN 690. It's the Kaufman Show. Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar. Hello, Mr. Farrar. Hello, Dave. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for uh, for steering the ship while I was gone. That was fun. I heard it was a good time. It, w- it was a little bit too much of a good time. I, I So I heard, but I haven't listened. Yeah. Okay, yes. you haven't. I have not. Okay, that's why you're not mad at me this week. <laughs> I was wondering. I was wondering why he's being extra friendly to me. Okay, I'm I, in a good mood, I man. I just, I just destroyed got back from vacation. Show. I know, and you look good. You and look the show content. is still intact. You look like you're in shape. You look Thank like you. You know, you're doing mud races and all kinds of things. I'm hearing. I ran a mud race this weekend. Yeah, that's right. right. Up in uh, in Mont Saint Bruno. Oh, good six for you. kilometer race. I was scared That's out of my me. mind. And how many of those, how many kilometers did you do out of the six? <laughs> All six. Come on. And the 15 obstacles. a boy. Yeah, man. I was I was pretty muddy by the end. Yeah, I know. I saw the picture. You did. Yeah. I showed it to you. Yeah. I'll put it up on Twitter a little bit later. Okay. We're uh, joined in studio by a couple of very special guests. Yeah. Uh, first, my producer on... Uh, on the exchange on CJD, Mr. James Foster. Hello, sir. Hello. Walking in all gimpy. You have some sort of a, an injury. I guess you were running the mud race, too. Oh, yeah. You know, it's running the mud. What happened to you, man? Uh, soccer, you know. That, oh, that's... so then it's not really an injury. <laughs> so he's faking it. <laughs> <laughs> and also here tonight is Mr. Joey Elias, who uh, so graciously filled in for me while I was gone. Well, I co-hosted with Jay. <laughs> I don't know if I filled in for you. Well, Jay did. Yeah. I just uh I came in to fill some airtime. That's what I do. Uh, he certainly did, my friend. I, I hear you did. Believe yeah. me. I hear you did. I, I I've heard only rumors about how much fun it was. I have I don't have the heart to listen to it myself. Uh, well, you know, it's you lose you complete control when you have Joey Elias and Jay Baruchel on at the same time. Oh, was Baruchel here too? He wasn't here, but I had him I he called in from You had him live via satellite? Gracious enough to call in from Los Angeles. Whoa, no, whoa all the way. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Did he call here, or did we again just you know long distance it up? We long distance to him, yeah. Right. But well, it was a local number. You can't afford it, you know. So <laughs> it's a local number. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh... He's still training the dragon. Yeah. Well, that's what hey, he was. Can in I LA just for. say something? I went to see that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It is awesome. Oh, yeah, good for him. Like, good. I love animation. I'm going yeah. this weekend. And I know that sometimes a man my size, when you go to children's movie alone, you look, <laughs> it's a little sketchy. Um, wow. But that movie is fantastic. But some of the funniest movies now are animation movies, I find. I mean, the jokes are just better. The writing is just better. The animation's amazing. The animation's yeah, absolutely. Amazing. I actually saw it in 3D. Okay. Which is, it really is something else. Makes me sick. I don't like it. What, three days, you mean? Yeah, it makes me queasy. Hmm. I don't know why. I, don't, I have a strong stomach, which is weird, but I don't know. I don't if know, anybody was going to get old. queasy watching a 3D movie, I would have laid bets on me. My, my money was not on Jay Farrar, that's no, for sure. No, I know. Sure. I don't complain about these things usually, but I just <laughs> I, I just, I don't enjoy the movie. Well, I, yeah. uh, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, you could always watch it in, in regular old 2D. I, well, I know that. Why don't okay. we get you a viewfinder? Yeah. So you don't vomit. <laughs> That's okay. My, my wife doesn't like 3D movies. Live yeah. in stereoscope. <laughs> so, uh, Joey, I hear you have a, a bone to pick. With? The uh, the beautiful we, game. We, uh, your First instructions all, were very clear. We were to ask you about soccer. Right. So, just to make it official, because people, uh, when I talk soccer, they don't listen. But when British people talk soccer, everybody thinks they know what they're doing. Totally. And I got a tweet that the show needs more British accents. So, um, hello. Listen, this is what should happen today with the um, who played to nil nil. 
First of all, they did. Nigeria and, and Iran, Iran played yeah. to a nil. And, and correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, that's the first draw of the tournament, right? Yeah. Yes. Somebody at halftime should have gone in and said, all right, boys, here's the deal. Whoever doesn't win, your country now gets invaded by a terrorist cell. Okay? <laughs> the motivation would have been there. With those Al- two, that's pretty possible, well, actually. Well, that's my point. Yeah. Alquita's already on the, 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 the border, you know, on the border. And uh, I think they would have had a little bit more excitement. How come there were no shootouts in that game when it was at the end? What, what happened there? That's the best part of the game. Do you mean, like, literally with guns? Or, or? No, no. That's uh, that's the last Boy Scout with uh, Bruce Willis <laughs> and one of the William brothers. Um or the fan. Oh, that we talked about that last week. Did you? Yeah, that we mentioned the fan. And but, I, Benicio I, del Toro getting you, gutted you mentioned in the fan. The fan yeah, you know, I said that was uh, that was a pretty decent sports movie. The fan. Yeah. Oh no, it's terrible. Come on, no, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, he's Robert a good guy. He's a good guy. He's, I worked with him. My first movie ever. Yeah. Nice really? man, yeah. The IRS vehemently disagrees. Just not good with yeah, money. Yeah, but you know what? The IRS also doesn't like Willie Nelson. Who can, who, who doesn't yeah. like Willie who Nelson? Who doesn't like Willie Nelson? You know what I mean? The guy's making corn into fuel. The guy's got stories and some of the songs. I mean, listen. Okay. There's no secret. This is one thing when you're doing a show with Joey is you got to get him back yeah, to where we were. Back to Yeah. I kind of want to be the IRS guy opening up the window being like, oh, boo yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously. Back to the soccer thing. Um, I also understand that uh, the, the one thing I was happy to see that uh, re- bad refereeing is not just for the NHL playoffs. No, no. Right? Or the NBA playoffs. Yeah, well, the NBA, you know what? I'm not going to Or get Major up. League Baseball. Well, that's not <laughs> refing, that's umping. And... Okay. But even even that, though, they screwed up two video replays I saw this week. It's, it's just so... You know what? What happened to just... You know, growing up, I'll say this, in hockey, they never made changes to the rules. Right. They The whole time I grew up, from the age of like seven until I was 30-something, they never changed a rule. Now, as soon as the Stanley Cup is hoisted, there's, well, I wonder what the uh, competition committee is going to come up with this year. How about nothing? How about just leave the game as it is? You know what I mean? I don't want replay to come into hockey with the coach's challenge. I think that the, the stupid Cyclops in tennis works sometimes, doesn't work sometimes, is on some courts, <laughs> isn't on cyclops. some courts. First of all, who names a referee after a thing with one eye? Nice. <laughs> nice. That's Pierre Mondou do that? Yeah, he did that. <laughs> oh. Too soon? What, what's he going to do? Run after me? I'm on your right. I'm on your right. <laughs> Brian Berard's on line one, Joey. Oh, geez. As if. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, you guys, you guys, going to stick around for a bit because I want you to continue our rant. But we oh, have do we guest, have uh, we, we have advertisers this week? Well, that too, but we have a <laughs> wow, yeah. we have a guest waiting. That was on the another line. problem I failed to mention, Dave. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. We have no advertising. Yes, we had advertising. Yeah, right. You just I couldn't get to a break. Oh, Joey's used to the CJD. It's twelve fifteen. Let's check in at the news center right. with yeah, that. Exactly. I mean, it, it's much more structured. Here's a little bit more. Uh, I mean, Jimmy, if, if Jimmy wants to go to commercial, he tells me. He makes it very clear that we need to go to a commercial. He literally tells you. He's like, Dave, Dave we have to go to a commercial. Exactly. Yeah. Dave? Dave but this was also what he said to us. Yeah. Hey, guys, if we had commercials, we'd go to them. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, do you have headphones somewhere? Can you put on a pair of headphones? I'll find some. All right. Let's, uh, let's welcome in our next guest. He is the resident comedian on The Kaufman Show. He joins us every Monday from beautiful, sunny, rainy Vancouver, British Columbia. Torben Rolfson. Hello, Torben. Dave, Jay, James, Joey, how you guys doing? Oh, you had to write that one down, didn't you? I did. <laughs> how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. <laughs> Things are good? 
Yeah, things are really good. All right, what's going on this week? Well, a great NHL playoff season. I like that it was settled by a guy in a goalie mask on Friday the 13th. <laughs> and the Rangers, Matt Zuccarello, said his favorite player growing up was Patrick Kane. He's 26, Kane's 25. <laughs> My favorite player growing up is Connor McDavid. <laughs> Martin Brodeur wants to play one more season. I think to avoid culture shock leaving New Jersey, I suggest Metallurg Magnetogorsk. That's probably a good call. Yeah. And Logo Designs came out for a possible future Seattle NHL franchise named the Sea Lions. If you're Seattle playing in the Pacific, do you really want your team nicknamed to be Prey for Orcas and Sharks? <laughs> what are the Seahawks? First of all, <laughs> if they are the Sea Lions, my modeling career's coming back, baby. <laughs> 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 the NBA finished up Sunday. It was nice to see the Spurs strike a blow for the common multimillionaire. <laughs> Donald Sterling has hired four private investigation firms to dig up dirt on the NBA and its owners. Even money they discover Adam Silver arrived on Earth by UFO. <laughs> he kind of looks like a turtle. And the new Knicks coach, Derek Fisher, he says he wants guys to fear stepping on the court when they come into Madison Square Garden. How are they going to do that? Uh, give front row seats to paternity lawyers? Boo. <laughs> Sean Kemp is pissed right now, man. Wow. No, Sean Kemp's missing. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Cup Kemp's probably at a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> World Cup fans of uh, Jennifer Lopez and Put Pitbull there complained about sound quality at the opening ceremony. I'm sorry, Pitbull fans, not every show can be at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> Besides, this World Cup has already had the greatest audio upgrade in history. No Vuvuzelas. That is pretty good. They released a dove before the start of the opening match between Brazil and Croatia. It was caught and barbecued within the hour. <laughs> I always like Brazil's roster more single names only than a swingers party. <laughs> And U.S. VP Joe Biden attended today to see if there's any more corruption money left over. Nice. <laughs> Who will be reported to score more World Cup goals in his country's media, Vladimir Putin or Kim Jong-un? <laughs> Un plus five. You got all these side bets going, too. Colombia's president won his Coke Uzo bet with Greece. <laughs> I want in on that. <laughs> Right up until match time today, Nigeria was emailing Iran special discount offers on yellow <laughs> Nice. <laughs> AMC debuted its new show set in Texas's early 80s Silicon Prairie, Halt and Catch Fire. Sounds like a 30 for 30 on Danica Patrick. <laughs> Magic Mountain is closing Colossus by the end of the summer, which makes the Detroit Tigers bullpen the biggest roller coaster in America. Definitely. And finally, you probably saw 50 cents throw out that first pitch for the Mets. I did. The ball's just been found by a team of echolocating dolphins in the East River. Nice. <laughs> Every Monday on the Kaufman Show, Torben Rolfson joins us. Follow him on Twitter at VanGuy. Anything going on this week, Torben? Uh, we've got a school strike here, so I'm going to be looking after my nieces some days and probably watching a lot of soccer with them. Amazing. Whew. Amazing. That sounds like an awesome gig. <laughs> Man. <laughs> well, there's a night, bar guys. near there. We'll okay. catch you next Monday, Torben. Thanks yeah, so much. Have fun. Take care. This is The Kaufman Show on TSN 690. We're going to come back. We're going to hear from Max Harris about an auspicious 10th anniversary that some Montreal Expos fans may remember. Plus, Joey's going to rant a little more, and we're going to make fun of James for both his leg and his Germany jersey and his Red Sox hat. Hey, they won today, man. 
a bully for them. <laughs> Are you like me? What do you mean? Like the, uh, you know, I, I'm not, <laughs> enough, not, a, not enough time has passed hey, to, to cheer Joey, for the Germans. Joey, that's why, that's why pencils have erasers. Come on. It's not a, we're not on a golf course, Kaufman. This is real life. Are you like me? Uh, th- thank God we're now in the day where we're allowed on that golf course, Joey Elias. That's true. in on a little Gord Downey. Uh, it's nice to be in studio with a fellow Gord Downey slash Tragically Hip fanatic. Yeah, always. It's good to know we've got that in common. Hopefully we can uh, find a summer show to go see them at. I'm all over. Yeah, we got to get them to come to Montreal. That's the big trick. Even Ottawa. Yeah, I'm down. I'm in. I'm down. All right, we'll see what we can do. Let's uh, let's welcome in our next guest. His name is Max Harris. Once upon a time, I used to host a show on this very station with him called Balls. It was a baseball show, so we called it Balls. It made sense at the time. Mm-hmm. We've since graduated. Oh, have we're, we ever? <laughs> Let's welcome in Max Harris. Hello, Max. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. How are you, sir? Great. How are you, Dave? Good, good. Life is uh, treating you well in beautiful, sunny San Francisco? Can't complain. I mean, look, you get used to uh, 21 and sunny every day all year round. Yeah, I hate you. Let's go back 10 years, Max. June 16th, right. 2004. You and I were among the 3,763 fans in attendance at the Olympic Stadium that night, and it was many less than that by the time the 11th inning rolled around. Tell me what happened. Well, Dave, Louis Louis Rivas of the Twins stepped up to bat from the right side of the plate. He hit a ball down the left field line that had home run distance, but landed left of, I can't even call it the foul pole, the foul net at Olympic Stadium, and yet it was ruled a home run. And then we went crazy. We did. <laughs> and, and you know what? Ten years on, this game still bothers me. Not because it mattered. I mean, full disclosure, the Expos are already 22 games under 500 in June. I mean, had we won the game, it wouldn't have made a difference. Right. That season was done before it even <laughs> it was started. It's already the dog days in June. That's right. That's oh, right. Oh, man. Right. June, not, and not even like late June, mid June, and the uh, team was 20 and 43. They yeah. were actually eliminated from playoff contention that year, I believe, in spring training. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's when it happened, mathematically, too. Yeah. Well, they looked at the lineup and they went, yeah, no. <laughs> So I, I, I can remember seeing you at that game, and, and I, I was on my best behavior that night. I was on a first date with somebody, and I was I was such a good boy for the first 10 innings. And then that happened, and, uh, well, I'd say it's a miracle that I ended up like dating that girl for a relatively long time afterwards because I lost my mind, but I wasn't the I, only one. I can picture Katie Hines running to the third base side from her seats behind the plate to yell at Brian Onora. Yes, and I believe you set up shop on the Expos dugout, if I recall correctly. I'm sorry, say that one more time. 
recall you on the Expos dugout at a certain point. I, I Anything is possible. <laughs> you jumped on the dugout? I may have. Where were the women with the red suits coming to take you off there? There, there was, was 3,000. The scary women with the red blazers. It was extra innings. They were all done. They, That's they, right. The Expos couldn't afford to pay people no. overtime. Right. <laughs> right. Even Yuppie was now the third base umpire. <laughs> Uh, that'll explain it. <laughs> that would no. You think UP would be rooting for the home team? Yeah, but his googly eyes. He was leaning. He was leaning, and this this was. You, know, before... you ever get a bank teller with a lazy eye? <laughs> yes, once. <laughs> that's like UP. That's like UP behind the plate. Or, but, uh, uh, one of my favorite anecdotes from the story, Max, is uh, from a Sean Sean Farrell. Actually, Sean Farrell's birthday today. Happy birthday to the bunny. And it's my dad's birthday today too. Oh, happy happy birthday, birthday to the rabbit as well. Then uh, whoa, I don't know. Whoa. I don't know. I don't whoa, know. Whoa. Sean's nickname is Bunny. It seemed like a. Why drop. are we calling my dad? <laughs> We're not rabbit. Happy birthday, Mister Elias. With all now. the respect, happy birthday, Mister Elias. <laughs> In Sean Farrell's Associated Press story, Max, and Max is yep. still here, right? Uh, yep, still we, here. we talked, uh, Sean talks about three guys who were kicked out of the Olympic Stadium trying to bang down the door of the umpire's room in the basement. Oh, yeah, and I think this game epitomized Expo fandom in 2004 really more than anything else. I mean, you could argue the, the Puerto Rico games, but certainly just the the hopelessness of... There's so few of us, and nobody is hearing our plight, and this can happen to us, and yet nobody cares, And but this would only happen to us. Right. If you know what I mean. Right. And it's a good thing that, you know, 10 years later, we, we know that it was all in our heads, and it really wasn't all about us, and, and Major League Baseball really didn't have anything against us. No, it was, it was just a bad call. That's all it was. <laughs> it was, an, it was no, seriously, there's 3,000 people. You're playing the Twins. I don't know what day of the week this was, but... Uh, Midweek game, right, Max? Yeah. Well, so it's funny you say that. My, my friend, uh, Harold Stupp, who I used to share season tickets with, I recall him saying right before that game, you're going to see more bad calls with the low crowds and, and umpires just aren't paying attention. That's right. He's sleeping with Frank Robinson. They're both sleeping at the same time. That woke, that was the first time Robinson ever that, woke up. That's right. Frank you think woke if up. they were sleeping together, the calls would have gone our way. <laughs> I don't think, I guess Frank ain't that good. I guess he's a Hall of Famer on the field only. <laughs> it's scary, Max. That's one of the few games that I remember vividly from that season. Oh, yeah, no, one and speaking of Robinson, I mean, far from sleep in the dugout uh, after the Rivas uh, foul ball, home run, whatever you want to call it. Right. Pretty animated coming out of the dugout. He and made a I choke sign. Refreshing. He made a choke Repeatedly. sign at the ump. More than once. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but, and it wasn't just like sleepwalking either. He, it was the real deal. <laughs> okay. No, no, he was on Ambien. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was at the drugstore. <laughs> oh, Max, what's our, what's our next Expo's 10th year anniversary thing that we can do that's happy? Is there anything between now You're and September 29th? Left, yeah. yeah. Honestly, no. No, eh? There's that's nothing. It. There's nothing. Really uh, nothing. I mean, 03, there's a lot of great memories. You think Vlad cycle, uh, the Believer Fever, Wilkerson cycle. Uh, the coming back from the road trip and going to the airport. Oh, four. There's really not a lot to work with. No, it was a rough year, Dave. <laughs> I know, I know. How about Chad Cordero? That'd be the one highlight of the 04 season, right? 
Well, that would be, on a personal level, the highlight of mine. But uh, on this Rivas game, Cordero blew the save in the ninth inning. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, so, even, so this is all your fault because, you know, Max was the one that convinced Frank Robinson that Cordero should be the closer. It was just closer. a dream-shattering game all around, wasn't it? <laughs> This is nothing came good of that. <laughs> and it was that Although day. Fairness, Cordero did make the All-Star game the very next year, so I may or may not have had some clues to what was going on. Maybe, maybe. A day late and a dollar short, Max. Wow. <laughs> yeah, more than a dollar. He was wearing the wrong uniform at that All-Star game. He was. You know, for, for a time that's so sad, we've sure laughed a lot talking about it, haven't we? Well, you got to laugh, otherwise you're going to cry. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Know? Max Harris, thank you so much for your time. Uh, look forward to more baseball memory. Strolls down baseball memory lane with you. Do you, have a, do you have a Tony Gwynn memory, Max? Tony Gwynn memory. I mean, obviously the 3,000 hit at Montreal. You were there? Uh, comes to Mont. No, I was not, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. One of the few uh, that you missed, yeah. Young Max Harris missed. Unfortunately, I was not there. But uh, you're out, Gwyn. You look what he's done statistically. You think about the kind of legacy he had post baseball. Just beloved in a way that we rarely see. I think it was so fitting that he and Ripken went into the Hall of Fame together. I yeah. think that might be my Gwyn memory more than anything else. Max, thanks so much for your time. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Have a good night. There he goes from beautiful San Francisco. This is the Kaufman Show. Dave Kaufman, Jay Farrar, James Foster, and Joey Elias joining us tonight. Jimmy's got an update, but first from Jay, another stat. During his career, Tony Gwynn faced the pitchers Greg Maddox, Pedro Martinez, Tom Glavin, and John Smoltz a total of 323 times. He struck out three times. Welcome back to the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Dave Kaufman, Jay Farrar, Joey Elias, and James Foster. We are having ourselves a time tonight, and the clock is just ticking. But I do want to note, June 17th, 1994, 20 years ago today, I was watching the NBA Finals sitting on my aunt and uncle's couch in Toronto when suddenly they split the screen because it was important that we watch a car chase. And I'll tell you what, things were... Uh, Things have not been the same since. Reality television has taken over. Courtroom television. Bonanzas. Dancing Edos. Marsha Clark in her hair. (laughs) If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. I went out as Judge Edo once for Halloween. Of course you did, James Foster. I I can see the resemblance from here. Uh, Jimmy, I believe we have a clip. This is the 20th anniversary of the OJ Chase. Which, by the way, involved Al Cowling's Bronco, not Simpsons. This is AC. I have OJ in the car. Okay, where are you? Please, I'm coming up the five freeway. Okay. Right now, we all we are okay, but you gotta tell the police to just back off. He's still alive, but he got a gun to his head. 
95 million Americans now tuned in to watch what was suddenly the best show on TV. Here is Tom Brokaw. We are looking at live pictures of Interstate 5 in Los Angeles. Until that moment, many viewers had settled in to watch the NBA Finals between the Knicks and the Rockets. Now they would watch a split screen of the game and the chase. Bob Costas was hosting the pregame and halftime shows for NBC. And then all of a sudden, this Greek tragedy becomes part of the mix. And it's going on concurrently. This is a drama without a script. Suspect is possibly armed, but use caution. It's a real gun, it was loaded, he could have used it, and you can't take a chance with someone. Certainly you've been accused of murder. And it was a good thing he didn't use it, because that would have made for a very different story and a very different uh, evening of television watching. But, you know, our parents talk about Kennedy and, and I guess the, you know, where were you on 9-11, but O.J. was this... This long protracted. It was drawn out. Yeah, it was drawn out. Yeah. So it's not really a moment that 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 it just. Well, it was several moments, is what it was. Yeah, exactly. It was several moments. I mean, uh, it wasn't this standout thing. It was this prolonged. Well, you probably drama. the standout remember, things were the chase and the verdict. Yeah, yeah. You, you remember where you were when the verdict was. I was in math class, and mm -hmm. the math class across the hall was allowed to watch it, and we weren't. So we were able to tell what happened by the cheers from outside, and yeah, cheers. And it's it's a weird time, and I wonder if in this day and age, if it would have happened, if, if it was OJ a different, would have been found. It was 1994. That's it. There, DNA we, was this foreign, the only time we'd heard of DNA before the OJ trial was Jurassic Park. I'm talking Park. about the cheers. You just came off the Rodney <laughs> King acquittals. Yeah. You know, so I mean, there is, there is a, especially in California, there was a sense of, you know, vengeance or even you know justice okay well you know we're gonna acquit all these police officers of beating the hell out of rodney king yeah and well, the lapd one was of a ours now lapd ours was a different beast back then but too. you know what it was too is for the first time you know you really had this person that was perceived as a hero right you know before that you kind of had uh, the natalie wood incident mm -hmm. where you know or you you know go back a little earlier you know the james dean car accident which which was tragic but in the sense of a major crime, you never really, maybe, you know, Denny McClain, you know, from yeah. the Tigers, but yeah, that was yeah, tax evasion, right, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, he didn't kill anybody. No. OJ killed people. There's no doubt about it in my mind. I believed it then, I believe it now, um, that he got away with murder. But, you know, you talk about, I don't know if it would have played out the same now because back then you didn't have social media the way it did. I think it would have ended so differently back then. First of all, you know morons would have been getting as close as possible just to get a tweet pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like just th that those buffoons. Um, we already saw people getting close on those chases. I mean, it, it, especially it when was they were party. coming. Yeah, when they were coming close. When uh, they got off the highway and they were sort of looping through the, the yeah. side streets. And this is this is people who know it so knew what was happening solely from television and maybe radio. That's right. That's about it. There weren't seventeen different forms of media that you had access to. No. You know, you weren't. If you were sitting, I mean, you could be sitting in a, in a theater watching a movie. And you would know about it because your your tweet buzzes off. Or OJ's whatever, cell you know? phone didn't check him in on Facebook. No, right. exactly. Right. You know, yeah, he wasn't on Foursquare. No, no, no. <laughs> At the Rocky OJ, State, I'm in the back OJ of the Bronco. Four, yeah, Foursquare. Yeah. Four I'm on the highway. Keep just moving. I'm moving. 
I'm moving. I'm still moving. <laughs> I'm still. But moving. more importantly, did he get sidetracked trying to get back the stuff from the the, the auction? to not find the real killer well i guess that's what happened or maybe right. he thought the real killers were in that bedroom when he uh when he went to rob them and get his uh get his sports memorabilia back and now he's probably he'll be in jail for the rest of his life but right you, yeah absolutely and you know that um uh you know the next generation unfortunately every generation has their own disease right so oj is ours the aaron yeah. hernandez story is uh keep growing and growing and growing I mean, you know, my nephew, who's eight years old and is just starting to get into sports, he knows that this lunatic, you know, is in jail. Why? Because he did bad things. And potentially killed three people. Right. And and they're going to find out. This guy's a psychopath, and there's a lot more to him. But man. he didn't yeah. have the cachet that And OJ I would only did. say no, that. No, he wasn't an icon. When no, I, OJ know, was literally an icon OJ. in the 70s. I knew OJ. From the naked gun. Right. And, yeah. and from the Hurts commercials. Yeah. That's it. I knew OJ as a celebrity, as a guy the, on, the Bud, on NBC Bud football. The Bud commercials. And the, yeah. I didn't know yeah, him as a football player. But Aaron Aaron. Hernandez in the community was like this outgoing guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not the same magnitude, but unfortunately, they're going to look at a guy who won a Super Bowl, who won some college uh, awards, could have been, you know, they were talking about how he could have been great, great, great. But again, you have a predominant sports figure, you know, that has killed people. Right. And let's be honest. Why does it only happen in football and basketball it's happened in hockey a little bit right what's his name on st louis he lost yeah, his uh, mind danton Mike right danton right murder for hire mm-hmm. you know and it was his dad in it in baseball we we've seen it also a couple of times where you know they've uh and unfortunately people have ended up the players have ended up dead yeah you know but i think that um you think it's predominantly in i don't know what it is but I do know this. I don't think it has to do with that culture. I think, I mean... No, it has to everything the... to do with our with society today, and, it, and it's sad. I mean, do you think... Let, let me ask you this question. Because there's so many different avenues now of entertainment, right? You have Netflix. There's a thousand different places on the net. You have 50,000 different channels now to watch. And nothing on. Thank you, Springsteen. Um, but if that happens today, OJ takes a ride. Without cowling, do we all stop and watch, or are some of us too busy getting caught up on Sons of Anarchy season four on Netflix that we can't be bothered? No, I think we're monitoring it on Twitter because that way we can multitask. But I don't know if I don't I mean, know if ninety five I, I don't mean, know if ninety five million Americans are tuning into it. I don't know. Well, if the same thing happens with a, a, an equally OJ, significant no, figure, if, if it OJ, will. Of course, no, it will. If OJ happened today, yeah. Every that many people. First of all, CNN doesn't cover it because one, they're either uh, we give a crap too much about what Anthony Bourdain wants to eat in some foreign land. land no, or, actually, this is the kind of thing that or, CNN, CNN jumps lives off. off. No, yeah. because yeah. CNN won't have the coverage ready because they're still somewhere in Malaysia <laughs> waiting for another press conference. I think I think this is the kind of thing that because they were stuck on that press conference in that plane, I think this is exactly the kind of thing they'd be hoping but for. But hold on, Joey, because we were not complaining in nineteen. 1990- that CNN was all OJ all the time. The well, way no, that we complain we now, never seen anything but like now it. we complain that it's uh, where's that plane? Where's that plane? Where's that plane? And it constantly says breaking news. You know what? It probably said the same thing back then. Breaking news. Marsha Clark cut her hair. Yeah, I got news for you. There was no ticker back then. There wasn't. You know when the ticker started? Nine eleven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, the ticker was up before nine eleven. 
That's when it really started. Well, that's when people started paying attention to it because there was so much news coming in at the same time. It's like, wow, look at all this stuff coming in. But if if the same thing, I don't think 95 million Americans would tune in. I think 200 million Americans would tune in. If it was was somebody of the same status and the same star power, absolutely. This is a murder. We turned the the headlines on these E-Talk Daily or or whatever. Sometimes it's like uh, Ryan Gosling, uh, he grew a mustache today. Or what is Lindsay Lohan doing today? Imagine a major football star who is so beloved. First of all, what is Lindsay Lohan murders doing today? two people? Who cares? She's drunk. Imagine the OJ trial in the era of TMZ. Yeah, but TMZ I will say would this. just blow up. I will say I think that if the Literally. OJ trial were to start today, you would have a television ban. You would because of the TMZs. And all these other you crazy you websites, yeah, you know, the, the the Rosie Perez's or Hilton Perez, whatever. One's for Hispanics, one's not. Right. Um, <laughs> Vegetables with the letter Q. Yeah. But I think because of that and because of the social media boom, you would have had a, a, a television ban and possibly a publication ban on some of the things if that trial or a similar trial were to happen today. Well, that trial was so mismanaged. It's... It's I read a, all the books. I was fascinated did by Did you it. read his book, The If I Did It? No, I didn't want to give him any money. Um, just because what well, I'm, it was never know. released, right? The the whole there was a whole scandal with I, Judith I, Regan and I, stuff. I, I read the Dershowitz book, I read the Darden book, the Marsha uh, Marsha's book there. Uh there was another it, it was so fascinating to see people on the same side, you know, that even though they lost, you know, it's almost like going to talk to the Miami Heat today. How'd you lose? They're all going to tell you we didn't score enough and our defense was porous. At least they're all on the same page. The, you know, Different theory from each one of them. Yeah, and that to me, as soon as I started reading them, I realized, well... Well, it's everybody throwing everybody under the bus, right? Yeah. They were screwed from the but start. They weren't, they weren't prepared because they didn't, they didn't expect this kind of media blitz. That's the thing. This is the, really the first time that you know it was. It's the it's the birth of, of uh, we call trashy television. This is the birth. This is where it was conceived. This is where it all started. And they said, "Wow, look at all the money in advertising. Look at all the people tuning in because a really popular guy killed a couple of people, and they they don't have a courtroom ban. We have full camera access. We have more cameras than we ever had before. The internet is just about to go up." You know, it's the beginning of the of the of the multimedia era. This is this is the beginning right here. It was the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the end of society. Now we're worried. Now now it's headline news when Britney Spears buys a birthday cake. Or and I'm not I'm not ex- I'm not saying that in jest. That's a real headline that I saw once. Britney Spears went and bought a birthday cake today. That's amazing. This is this is I I finished the news and this is the first thing that pops up. The only thing I will say about this is it's how many years later now? Twenty years later. Twenty years. And I have had this conversation with numerous people uh, in media and out of the media. When it comes to an individual who commits a heinous crime, like OJ did, or serial killers. You know, the first time, I'll I'll just preface this. I was having this conversation not too long ago with uh, the director general of Dawson College. And we were saying that, you know, they were doing, somebody came in to do a special about the anniversary of the shooting. And his only rule was you cannot mention the shooter's name. And I'm all for that. Yep. Because that's what these jagoffs want. They want fame and famous. Agreed. 
You know what? Not one time in this 20-year thing that I've been listening to. Tonight, I watched a little on television the other night. Ron Goldman? Nobody Nicole mentions Brown? those two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that have to be remembered in this. I'm so adamant about the only time I want to hear, you know, in a Dawson anything, is, is I want to hear about Anastasia, you know. D'Souza. D'Souza and the legacy that her parents and she left on. That's all I want to hear. I don't want to hear about lunatics that walk into a school because they saw a stupid movie. I want to hear about the victims and, and because those are the people that have to be remembered. I'm very adamant about that. And on that note, let's hear a nice song. So I written and I saw it say one goes out to my sister that's uh, nick drake's pink moon she had a an impossibly tough day and i'm uh, extremely proud of her and uh and all that she has done i'm dave kaufman this is the kaufman show with jay farrar joey elias james foster guys this has been a lot of fun this is exactly the night i've needed S see what i went through the last two weeks <laughs> just sharing to, it sharing it kaufman. right just to, just to sum this up though i do have a theory of uh, how to make soccer more exciting. Oh, good. Okay, good. Um, I don't know if you know this, but um, I've, I, there, there's been a, a scoring boom, if you will, in this World Cup, and I like it, except for today, for the two countries that are now being occupied by terrorist cells because they didn't score. Um, this is what I think should happen. Make the nets slightly bigger. and They're so small already. Right, right but here's the thing. You're only allowed to use midgets as goalies. Twelve fifty four. No, but seriously. Twelve fifty four. Seriously. It's midget time. No, no. You think about it. It's once for first of all. First of all, okay, scoring gonna go up, but if that thing makes the save, 
the place will go bananas. Th- thing, that, that thing. Because there's a good chance that if somebody of World Cup caliber kicks yeah. it and wow. little person goes to catch there it, you go. okay. midget will now canceled. be projected with the... Uh, Joey, are you watching too much Game, game of Thrones? Can I tell you something? This? I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Can't watch it. He can't, he's freaked out. He can't watch it. He's got this thing. He's got this thing, and it's unfortunate. Okay. It's called yeah. a lack of HBO. It's, wow. Yeah. No, I have HBO. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, there you go. Guys, I so- just, I don't like, um, <laughs> I don't know, do you watch it? No, I I don't watch it. And I watch it. I do watch it. I have it. a bias towards anti-Lord of the Rings type stuff, and I've had friends try to be like, no, man, it's like the Lord of the Rings with boobs, which which you'd think would sell, it's not. sell, but. Well, that's how they tried selling the me on that uh, True Blood thing, right? They were like, oh, Vampires with boobs. Right, it's vampires, and there's sex, and there's nudity. I'm like, listen. I hope they're not listening, but the two the, the, the two girls that live across from me, they don't have blinds, and they don't really care. They walk around nude all day, man. And you know what? I've started doing the same. I figure it's, can I say tit for tat? You can absolutely say tit for tat. There you go. It's 12.55. Right, you can say whatever you want. It's tit, it, yeah, it's, we, we trade. I know they've seen. I know I've seen, so it's all good. Right. And one day, like a horrible coffee commercial, I'm going to knock on their door. Uh-huh. <laughs> and find out the the one that looks like me loves me. Right. And, and then you're going to find her name's Maxwell House. You're going to be freaked out. Yeah. Better than OJ. There you go. Wow. Uh, a couple of minutes Even left, J-O, guys. Because it would be French here. Geo. 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 I want to talk about Tony Gwynn for a couple of minutes. Uh, it made me feel very old today to hear that Tony Gwynn had passed away. And, and I know he was only 54, and, and which is terrifying. And, and we haven't gotten into the the evils of, of tobacco and, and whether it's chewed or smoked. But, God, um, that hit home today hearing that Tony Gwynn died at 54. And as, as I imagine that a generation, many generations ago, felt hearing that Babe Ruth had died at 48. Different um, time, though. True. True. Right? True. This, yeah. uh, when I, when for, I, for Babe Ruth, the, the least of his worries was chewing tobacco, you know, because he didn't care. He would light up cigars off the bathroom floor. He didn't care about that. You know, he had other things to worry about, I mean, like but yeah. he also syphilis and okay. tuberculosis. Okay, when, and when Mickey yeah. Mantle died at 60 or something like yeah. that. Well, but that again, was his liver. Yes, his liver. after yeah. the transplant, and some people, right. as much as they love Mantle... Yeah, well, they resented him because he jumped know, a lot of people on that list. Right. That and the fact that after his transplant, he went right back to his old ways. Yeah. 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 You know, so you couldn't really be too sympathetic to it. I mean, um, and, and uh, what was the other basketball player? Alonzo Mourning. Yeah. Right? No, he, he's still with us. Yeah, but he had to he had to go through all that uh, kidney problems and, oh, yeah, and that's transplants right. that's right. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And you know what caught me about this, really, is how unbelievably fragile you know you look at this guy he didn't look like the best athlete you, you know he's no. a little rounder and whatever but boy sweetest swing um i had the opportunity of uh meeting him cool and uh he was the nicest guy yeah super no, nice guy super intelligent too he's very like, smart yeah cerebral um, player I, I well at the time he had a teammate that was related to the doorman at the comedy nest so a bunch of them had come to the the show on the Friday. It was a Saturday afternoon cool. game. Invited me and a couple other guys. Said wait oh, for wow. us. Wow! And then after the game, I drove uh, Tony Gwynn, Fred McGriff, and Randy Myers in my Pontiac 2000 back to the comedy mess. <laughs> the crime Amazing! Dog. Right. Amazing! And what was interesting is uh, after the show, 
um, we went for a couple of drinks, and Tony Gwynn uh, was so enamored with, how do you do that? You know, what you do, the stand-up. Imagine. And I'm sitting here going, cool. how do you hit 350? <laughs> year every, in and year out. Every year, yeah. and you make it look so, so effortless. That's it. And you know what his secret was? You know what he told me? Just have fun. Yeah. And wow. it, you know what? It stuck. Because even on stage now, you know, you can have a bad day or whatever, and you just go up, whether you come on air, you know, you put it all behind you. Is You know what? At the end of the day, we're, we're just living a dream. We are. You know what I mean? And that's that's what stuck with me today. That's, uh, that's great stuff. Uh, I'll never forget quitting that job. So happy I quit that stupid, awful telemarketing job in the Sun Life building. <laughs> So I could go and see Tony Gwynn's 3,000th hit. Good for you. Yeah, that it was, was a right a, decision, dude. That I, was was somebody I was there as well, by the Listen, way. Listen, cool. somebody didn't get a pen set and a free chance at a cruise because you took that day <laughs> off. <laughs> I hope you're happy with yourself. Uh, I was never very good at that job anyway. This, <laughs> this one suits me a lot better, and uh, I think I have better stories to tell for having quit jobs like that to do cool things like see Tony Gwynn get his 3,000th hit. Yeah. And uh, make it out of Costa Rica. Make you it know, it's amazing that they... What airline was it? <laughs> N- never mind. No, seriously. Uh, was you, it our national it, airline? You know what? It was United. Which is... And, okay. and I had an absolute disaster on United uh, at, at the connection. We uh, we get to Houston, and we're taxiing, and, and I'm I'm quite happy with myself. At the I, George uh, at, H. At, Bush? At George H.W. Yeah. Exactly. Huge airport. Massive. And uh, we're taxiing, and, and I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to the person beside me, and things are going quite smoothly. And then suddenly over the intercom, the captain says, we're going to have to turn back. We've got a little bit of a problem, and uh, we'll figure it out. We're going to unload the plane, and we'll get back to you guys as soon as possible. So, uh, you know, I'm snoopy. I want to know what's going on. And... There was a guy sitting in first class who had asked for a Bloody Mary, and the stewardess was coming over with his Bloody Mary. She stumbled a bit, and he said, oh, don't worry, you didn't spill it. And she went, what do you mean? I haven't had a drink in 20 years. And on that, she went to the captain and said, this guy's got to be off my plane. He's treating me like garbage. And for that, they took everybody off the plane, talked about it for two and a half hours, brought everybody back on the plane except for the guy. What a what a waste of time! What a waste what? of everything! I don't even want to get into airlines and whatever because I fly too much, and I I know that I'm on a list on certain airlines. I made that WestJet uh, nasty tweet thing that they put out there. You know, like they take the worst tweets about them and they read them. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I made the last one. Really? Comedy Joey Elias. Oh no! <laughs> um, That's at Comedy Joey Elias on Twitter at Comedy Joey Elias. Well, I'll tell you, once that plane finally did take off, and we can end the show on this because it's a pretty cool story, I look over to my right, and the guy sitting beside me is Arnold Schwarzenegger from Commando. (laughs) Wishing. (laughs) Wishful. He's in a dead sleep. No, um, I recognize a uh, Stanley Cup ring on the guy beside me, and I look over at it, and it says 1956, 1957, 1957, 1958, and I think, okay, there's only a certain few guys that this could be. Mm. Dickie Moore. I can see your computer screen, so I feel like I'm cheating on this one. Well, so then you're not allowed to play. 56, 57, 58? Yeah, uh, well, let, let's just say the Habs dynasty of the 50s. Well, I mean, it could be Henri Richard. 
It could be. It could be Jean Beliveau. No, Henri Richard's not allowed flying by himself because he's under 15. <laughs> <laughs> he's born on February 29th. No, that's true. Yes. Though I know, I know, I know he's. I, I know that he's a, a young one, and he's not allowed to fly. That's right. But he does have more Stanley Cups than anyone. This guy has. Where does um, he keep the eleventh ring? <laughs> Everything about that. Well, I have a suggestion, but I don't know if Hi, I want to say Hi, baby, it. do you want to come see seventy-two? <laughs> Turns out I was sitting next to Jean Guy Talbot on the uh, on the plane. Jean Guy Talbot go. was a defenseman with the Canadians. He won seven Stanley Cups. He was the other defenseman on the ice with Noel Picard. When Bobby Orr scored the goal, which is kind of cool too. I think and, that's more uh, impressive. More impressive than winning be, seven cups with the Canadians. You would have won seven cups that, with yeah. that team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did win seven cups with that team, but I. The, anyway, I don't want to. I know it's late, but wasn't the water boy a little slow? He's got rings, man. <laughs> wow. Well, I'll be sure to mention that too. Um, we'll have you in studio when we when we interview him. Talbo? Uh, yeah, because sure. that'll be a fun did you, interview. Did you get him for the show? Yeah, he said he, he said that he listens to the station all the time. Oh, and, of course uh, he said that he was sitting next to you on a plane. All he wanted to do was for you to shut up, and leave him alone. <laughs> said anything. Been waiting three hours over a stupid incident uh, with a bloody Mary. <laughs> wanted to get the hell out of there. And now this kid, blah 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 blah. <laughs> Stanley, Coupe Stanley. All right, now I need a bloody Mary, <laughs> guys. This was a lot of fun. Uh, Joey James, thanks so much for uh, midget for goalies. In. <laughs> midget goalies forever. Thank Hashtag you guys. Hashtag it. Thank you. Hashtag midget goalies. <laughs> Jimmy G, John Kakalakis, Jay Farrar. Even see Kakalakis. How did you do the last two weeks? This was this must have been wild. I'm telling you. Whoa. K-A-U-F-M-A-N, the Kaufman <laughs> Show. Just in case. Send your emails there, ladies and gentlemen. See you all next week. Listen up, kid. It's not what you think. Stayed out too late. Had a little too much to drink. Walk home, cross the bridge. When the marquee shut down There's a reason that I love this town Nobody cares how much money you have If you've got enough to get in a cab There'll be drinks on the house If your house burns down There's a reason that I love this town I saw your back Shot the shit with miniature Tim. If he needs a tune, then I'll write one for him. We like the same books and we like the same sounds. There's a reason that I love this town. I played a show in Kelowna last year. Said, Pick it up, Joel. We're dying in here. Picture one hand clapping, then picture half that sound. There's a reason that I hate that town If you saw my band In the early days Then you understand Why we moved away 
Davy and me face down in our soup. Some French restaurant. I saw Riviera de Lou last night at the tour. We burnt the place to the ground. There's a reason that I love this town. There's a reason that I love this town. There's a reason that I love this town. You've been listening to The Kaufman Show on TSN 690. For Jay Farrar, I'm Dave Kaufman, and we'll see you next Monday night. I don't know. What that sound like?